This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Cats at night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Now on the line for us, Ryan Payne. And yeah, like John, you always say there is pain in this economy. It doesn't look like it's getting any better. He also has a show right here with uh, Steve Moore on WABC Radio. What time and what day? Every Saturday at 1 o'clock. Be there, be square. And you're with Payne Capital Management. That's Payne with a Y. Welcome back to Cats at Night. So what the heck is going on with the markets? Well, I think the Fed just can't seem to... uh keep its uh, foot off the pedal here. Um, yeah, Fed officials come out today and, and pretty much keep talking that they're going to keep raising interest rates aggressively. And we know the housing market has slowed dramatically. Um, we know mortgage rates now are almost 7%, and the 10-year Treasury today went up to 4.2%. That's the highest rate since 2008. So we haven't seen interest rates this high in over a decade. And what's crazy about that is, um, you know, how quickly they've raised interest rates. And I think, you know, the economy is going to a little bit of a shock over it. I mean, this all comes back down to, I mean, we just had Andrew, uh, Andrew McCarthy on, mm-hmm. and it comes down to all the possible bribes that were paid by China mm-hmm. for, the, for, for the electric cars. And now we're talking about forcing the electric cars, uh, uh, killing fossil fuels, and because we're killing fossil fuels and we're not producing enough, they're the raising interest rates is killing the rest of the markets. And we're not, we're on a cusp of an energy crisis, John. You can't make yeah. it up. What industry is next to be ruined? <laughs> well, what's crazy about it is, I mean, you know, they're ta- talking about releasing like 18 million, million barrels from the strategic reserve. I mean, that's like going to a gunfight with a, with a water gun. <laughs> you know, I mean, why so- don't they give subsidies to the oil companies here to produce more? Um, we're still producing less than before the pandemic. You know, why not put the money Because there? they don't want to produce oil. They want to kill the oil business so that China can sell more batteries for electric cars. Yep. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, you know, if you look at oil prices, John, I mean, they really haven't budged from the 80s. We need a change in Washington. We need a balance of power. Guys, we need a balance of power. I, I have no, you know, nothing against anybody. I, I, I just... I, I, I pull my hair out, and I'm, I don't have that much hair left. <laughs> Let the record reflect. Well, you have left looks good, though, John. So, so, so Ryan, uh, Jamie Dimon and now Bezos are talking about the bottom falling out of the markets and a whole bunch of other CEOs. How much does their opinion count? Uh, I'm a little skeptical. I mean, if you look at Bezos specifically, look, Amazon's in a different situation, right? They benefited the most from the pandemic when we were locked inside. All we did is order packages all day. We're all guilty of it. Um, their business is slowing drastically because people are out now. They're not, they're not literally sitting inside um, ordering things. And I think that's why they're seeing a slowdown in their business. Jamie Diamond, he's a banker. They're always conservative. And I think that the sad part is I don't think the economy is in that bad a shape. And I think the Fed could actually derail a decent economy. And if you look at unemployment, it's still extremely low. If you look, listen to employers right now, they don't want to get rid of workers because they're afraid to, because there's not enough workers in the economy. The wages are going to stay strong, and we already know, again, you know, the, the rest of the market, the housing market's weakened. Um, you know, you're starting to see 
the financials M&A activity is down this year. So, you know, I, I think it's already happening. You know, you already slowed the economy. Why continue to talk hawkish so, and so, continue to raise interest rates? It's insane. They're telling they, – a recession, the American economy is strong. They're forcing a recession yeah. to happen. They are forcing a recession to happen. Jay Powell, wherever you are, you know – you, you, you know, you, you're not doing the right thing for our country. You, know, you too, have to stand up and, and tell the truth. But you know, John, he's just following the law. <clears throat> the law says that he has to balance. This is Hawkins Humphrey. Ryan, you tell me if I'm wrong. Says you have to balance unemployment with inflation, right? So you have very low unemployment. You have very high inflation. So isn't it logical he's going to fight inflation and keep pushing the interest rates up until unemployment may go up a bit and inflation comes down? Isn't that where we are? Yeah, it doesn't make sense because, you know, if you look at inflation at 8 percent, that's much higher than wage growth. So, you know, wage growth is not the problem. You know, So wage growth at about 5 percent. So that's actually lower than what inflation is right now. So if you told me that wage inflation was like 12 percent, it was higher than that would really be the impacting the inflation number, but that's not the case. But, you so, know, so like Volcker. reason why. Why do you rail the, the wages are just catching up with inflation? You know, uh, Volcker hid behind monetary theory when he pushed up interest rates, right, way back when in the, in the late 70s and early 80s. And now he is hiding behind the law saying, look, the law requires me to beat inflation now. You know, theory schmeary. It's all a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. And I, the, the whole thing is, if we had more oil, which we have it, right. uh, we don't have to raise the interest rates and we don't have to kill the economy. I mean, you no, know what we, I said the other day? I was talking to uh, Senator Johnson. And I said to him, call our friend Senator Sullivan from Alaska and tell him to tell Washington, tell President Biden, I got a two million barrel a day pipeline. I'm only shipping 375,000 uh, barrels from, from Alaska. I could ship you 2 million, mm-hmm. the 2 million that the Saudis cut off. Which, which is absolutely crazy, right? And we have the oil here. We have the pipeline. We have the infrastructure. Um, and there's no reason the government can't step in and you know, offer subsidies. I mean, I understand oil companies want to make profits, but just incentivize them to pump more oil, right? I mean, they can do it right now. And they're not doing it. And as we know, oil basically is a component to everything when it comes to manufacturing. I mean, pretty much everything feeds into the core inflation is from oil, oil prices. So and I agree Biden, with you, John. And also, the housing market's already slowed. You know, that's not going to show up in the inflation numbers for months. So you got the Fed looking at numbers that are like probably a couple months uh, stale at this point. And we're not going to hmm. see those numbers come down for quite a while. So the, the, And we don't know what kind of ramifications. The raising interest rates is done already. It takes like six to nine months for that to come into effect. Why not take a pause? Ryan, I would project that, predict that hiding behind the law, the Fed is going to push uh, interest rates above a core inflation at the very least. Hmm. And that's a lot higher. And that's what they're going to keep doing. Wow. Well, I, if they do, we're going to have big problems and yeah. unnecessarily put us into a recession. And to John's point, it's not like the 70s. We have a strong economy. The 70s was not a strong economy. It was a whole different ballgame. We have a strong economy. The country does not want to go into recession. And we're in better shape than Europe is. I mean, Europe, uh, look what's happening. You know, somebody was talking. We had Nigel Farage on the other day from, from Great Britain. And he says... 
Well, the pound was the pound was almost ninety nine cents uh, last week. It, it, it rallied back up to a dollar twelve, and the euro is ninety six ninety seven cents. And you think we're in deep crap? They're in deeper crap. And, and the prime and, minister and, and, resigned. Wait, I, I, the prime minister resigned this morning. And the one thing you guys don't know, I'm, I'm more in the oil business. China has yeah. agreed to refine more. Uh, crude oil and ship it and ship it to Europe. You know, China is going to be Europe's savior. But you want to know the truth now? Whose oil is it? It is Russia's oil. So Russia is selling it to China. China is refining it, making the money and shipping it to Europe. And you know what? They're buying it at a discount, probably 40% to Russia. Yeah, well, China has to make their big. They're making a lot of it. You can't make it up. This is so scary. But by the way, among the three big economies, Europe, U.S., and China, I'm willing to bet China's in the worst shape. We just don't know it yet. They got a collapsing housing market. Your father-in-law opened up China, so you know more about China than anybody in this room. Xi has been killing private business by taking it all to the to putting the Communist Party in control of business, and that's not good for business. Well, yeah, it's a disaster in China. Yeah, it's You're a disaster. Ryan yeah. Payne, thank you for briefing all the Americans, and and let's pray for America. And listen, we got uh, about twenty days left, or no, seventeen, eighteen days left to the election. We better make a change in this country. We better have a balance of power. Otherwise, we're in deep crap. I think we are. I think the winds are changing in the air, John. You can kind of sense it here on the ground floor. So I think you are going to see some changes. Thank you. uh, That'll be optimistic. Thank you all. And um, we're going to go to Lou Dobbs now. But I won't be back uh, when you come back. You're going to have the rest of the crew is going to be here. I'm going to go to see the Cardinal at the... uh, and uh, pray a lot for our country. <laughs> I'll sit next to the Cardinal and pray. Maybe that helps. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.